Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. It's wheezing already. Oh, man. Sometimes you make me laugh. What's up? What's I up? Haven't... What do you want to talk about? I can see it in your eyes. Well, it's, I wasn't going to talk about it, but... Oh. <laughs> oh here we go. Lucky us. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but, but here it is anyway. There we go. No, I'm just... I'm always intrigued. People... Okay, I'll just tell the truth. Go. Remember a while ago when I lent that money out? Yeah, it was, it was like five hundred bucks, right? Like last, yes, you remember? God, you got a you got a steel trap, man. I gotta admit, I don't good. actually, but I remember what a what a wuss ball you were for not saying anything to her. Well, okay, so about a year. No, it's over a year ago. It's a year ago in February. Uh-huh. A friend of mine, who I reconnected after. In a, in a nutshell, I hadn't seen her for years and years and years, and it, and I had gone, you know, I'd moved back to Vancouver and I got in touch with her to reconnect okay. and we talked and we were going to get together and we never did and then the next day I got an email asking to lend money because she was going to be um, what do you call it when you're shipped out of your place homeless evicted no no evicted and I was like and she asked for 500 bucks. And I, I was like, I was kind of was like, but I just talked to you yesterday. I just connected with you. And, and I felt kind of you. I felt like, man, okay. You were. And so, and so I didn't really respond in instead of being way. truthful. I didn't respond right. And then I got another email saying, well, can I have it or not? And I kind of was like, I, anyway, so I put the 500 bucks in her account. Okay. And then it just, and then a note came back and said, oh, thank you. Save blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then the last I've heard, uh-huh. not a note, not a, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able, because she, she did say she'd be able to pay me back something soon. Okay. And, uh, so no note, nothing. And I didn't respond. And I thought, okay, I'm going to wait a year. A Me- year. Remember you, well, you said, you said, a if year. you lend money, you have to lend money without any expectations. You've got to walk into it. I said, don't lend money, give money or don't give money. Oh, did you say that? Pretty sure. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, really? You said always consider it gift. Just a gift. If you're going to give yeah. it, yeah. Oh, then I should just shut up then and just give her the money. No, because it what that wasn't the pretense. No, that though. wasn't the pretense. You're right. It was I'm going to pay you back. Right. Okay. So I, I'm going I'm to let a year go by, okay. and then I'm going to, uh, and then I'm going to get in touch. Okay. So it's been over a year. Okay. And I just what I don't understand about people is yeah, yeah. how can how can you not even talk to a person? 
This is your problem. It's not my problem. It's her problem. No, it's all your problem. Jillian, because that's she hurt. said, can I have money? And instead of saying no, you dodged it. Then she asked you again. And you didn't want to give it, but you gave it because you were uncomfortable. And then you're sitting here a year later waiting for her to return the money, but you haven't. Have you contacted her and asked for the no, money? No. Your I... problem. Same problem, by the way. You're not asserting yourself. No. When is it? What about her responsibility? How can a person phone a friend after all this time her and then Her responsibility not... is irrelevant. The only oh. thing we can control in this life is our actions and our side of the street. You allowed yourself to be guilted into giving her the money. You then sit here passively and allow her to run off with your $500. You should say, hey, I would really appreciate it if I can have my $500 back. But the thing is, I know that she probably doesn't have the 500 to give me. I'm, I'm quite positive she doesn't have a spare $500 to give me. Well, it's, I'm go more... ahead, Jake. Yes, Jake. Yeah, it sounds... <laughs> It, it sounds like you know she's not going to call you. You know she won't. So why don't you call her and say, whatever you have that you can give back of it, huh. I'd appreciate that. And maybe she'll say, I have all 500. Or maybe she'll say, I, I have, have zero. Or I can make payments. Yeah. But I don't even, honestly, it's not that I want, oh, Autumn, yes, Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got something to add here. Well, and I think that's what you're going to say. You don't even want the money back, but I think at this point. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's become, I'm hurt. Well, and you know what? And you I think set for yourself you, up. But all of that aside, however you got to this place, then you need to call the you need the closure of yep. having this conversation with this person. Yes, you need to take responsibility. But you're right, Autumn. I don't want the money to to have the money to, for me to take the money from her. I I feel worse knowing that she doesn't have it. No, nope, that's I the feel- same thing that got you into it in the first place. Therefore, you feel worse. You feel guilty. When you have nothing to feel guilty about in the first place. Somehow you got guilted into, if you don't give her the money, she's going to be on the street. And you assumed responsibility for her circumstance and her and her condition. Then you allowed yourself, knowing you weren't going to get the money back from day one, to be disappointed. Which is a theme in your life. Because you set yourself up and do not assert yourself or protect yourself. But wait, why is this? I don't understand why the three of you believe this is on what i'm saying in the big picture is how can a person walk through life knowing they took five hundred dollars from somebody and not even respond i'm telling you that's irrelevant but it's not to me but it is sweetie you're 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 like the person who got left by the guy going why didn't he call why did he why did he cheat why don't understand like you're trying to solve the mystery of why the relationship went wrong instead of looking at which is all that matters why you were in the relationship in the first place the lesson for you here is not understanding her pathology the lesson for you is understanding your pathology why you allowed yourself to enter into this dynamic to be disappointed by someone you knew was going to disappoint you to be guilted into something that has nothing to do with you and what you need to look at is She's disappointing to you. This is historical for you. Where else in your life have you felt disappointed? Oh, don't make me go back. Can we just deal with now? No, because that's what this is about. No, you're missing my point. No, you are missing the lesson. Yes, Autumn? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just listening. I understand what you're saying, but I, I... I still think that that's still part of the conversation that you you need to ask her that question. That's some healing. That's the healing part. 
you got to look at though why you did it in the first place. So so why don't you but go? But Jillian, I think I know why I did. Why'd it. you do it? Guilt and this. Why and that, were you and guilty? I felt bad. And why I, did you feel bad? You're not looking at. You did it for two reasons. A, why would this allow you to feel guilty? If somebody I hadn't spoke to in years reached out and asked me for $500, I would just say, you know what, I'm really sorry. Uh, we haven't spoken in years. Okay, because I, I've always thought she was better than me. Mm. I've always thought she was funnier, more talented, this and that. And I and I and I have a oh my god, who knew this is where this come? I have always had oh my sweet Jesus. I <laughs> I have always felt it necessary. Oh my God! Look at us, guys. We're life so good to pay for things. To pay my holy crap. To pay for friendship. For this. For that. That I have to pay for it. Oh, oh my God! Oh God! Can we end the damn show now? <laughs> See? See, I've been like, like I would buy. Oh. Buddy, you oh, see, that's what's shoot. really important. And you were really hoping that somewhere no, along the line... No, I was hoping that you would solve this. I did. No, but in a different way. <laughs> so I was hoping you would phone her or something and say, Why, where's her money? <laughs> we, what I would like to know is, where's my money? That's what how, come, how come you're paying everybody else for their friendship? Where's my check? No, I'm definitely not. the funnier one in the room. <laughs> this is I want to know where my money is. Why isn't it working this way? I'd like $500. <laughs> she asked for it i went well you're way more talented than me and i don't know i don't know buddy that's see that's what this is really about and then not getting the 500 dollars back is making it feel like a validation to you that that is the case that you are only worth the money that you know people will not come through for you and your feelings as a friend that she's not going to think about how you're feeling because you don't matter. That That is the only value you had to her was what you could provide monetarily. But what you did here was attract an individual that would set you up for the same pattern. You said, I've always felt like. And mm -hmm. so, so you put yourself in a situation to experience this all over again. You created a repetition compulsion. You put yourself in the same pattern, right? Feeling like you had to, you had to pay to impress or to please the people around you that you thought were better than you, and then you were subsequently disappointed when the favor wasn't returned or you weren't validated as a person, and so on. When the truth of the matter is that, as you know, the only way these repetition compulsions heal is by you giving yourself the very thing you were looking for, right? Which is validation, and that means Janice that you should never have paid for the five hundred. You should have never paid the five hundred dollars because you would have said no. This is not about me. This is about you. I'm a great person. I'm not responsible for you. You need to give yourself the thing you're searching for. And the way you would have done that is by not giving away your $500. Hmm. Look at us, guys. I'm your friend for free. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I but know now don't are. you feel jilted? You. Who knew she was paying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I knew I knew you did I'm know. getting paid. Oh. You're getting paid. I'm getting paid. How much? <laughs> Fifty bucks a day. Really? Short days too. Oh, no. Do you have to be available to her on call or just? <laughs> oh, it's when I want to. I like it. Yeah. Oh, holy uh, I would like my checks made payable to my loan out. <laughs> Man. If you don't mind. To loan out? My loan out? Yeah, my corporation. Oh, I've never heard that term before. 
Oh, well, oh. that's because you're less than me. Because <sighs> <laughs> you've always been more talented. Because I've always been more talented. See, man. Man, this was supposed to be a short, snappy little segment. Look what happened. I fell apart. I fell apart at the beginning of the show. Now what's going to happen? <laughs> well, it's, well, it's pretty much crap from here on out. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, combined, we might have to play soft music again. No, please don't do that. <laughs> soft no. emotional do music. Do counter-programming. Yes, dear. Oh, I have something snappy, a.k.a. in my <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. It's looking at how social, environmental, and societal cues prod us to eat more oh. and what we can do about it. Okay. All right. Now, this one is geared a little bit towards the men. I've noticed that we've started to get some brave male souls listening to the show. Yes, we do. And I feel like we never cater to them. And for, the ladies will always listen and, like, tell their boyfriends or their husbands. But I feel like we should, you know... We've been getting brave and airing segments on manscaping and all kinds of stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, so it's kind of okay. more guy-oriented. Because right. uh, the studies that I looked up were more about guys um, or how men react, although women will relate to this too. So uh, there was a study that showed that guys consume almost 20% more calories when they're eating with their same-sex friends than when they dine solo. And, mm. uh, you know, part of it is like, you know, they're, they're with the crew, the posse, and they get the nachos. And it's like this kind of, nobody wants to be like. I'll have a salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're drinking, and there's like this this sort of, it's kind of, I think, embarrassing, I guess, for guys like, oh, you know, I'm going to bro down and get a, maybe I'm being stupid. But I, I can see this making sense, and I, I did read it um in Men's Health. And it's like guys are uncomfortable getting like. Oh, can I get a, a salad? Yeah, when yeah. they're at a bar with their buddies. It's like burgers and wings and what have you. Um, and so one of the ways to kind of manage it is making public your decision to eat healthy, of course. Uh, and, and just sort of saying instead of ordering like five baskets of wings or nachos, order baked wings. And get like the modified version of these things and just kind of say to the group like, hey, you know, I'm eating healthy. It's dumb. Doesn't make me a wuss to get a light beer. I think when men, I've seen men order light beer and catch a rash of, you know really? what about? Yeah, I think it's like not considered the masculine thing to do. Yeah, but if you kind of like talk to your buddies and like heart disease isn't cool. By the way, not only is heart disease not cool, it helps. It hurts. It makes it hard to get it up. Yeah. Wow. Did you hear that? Did you know Jake? that, Jake? I did not. Blood flow. Not kidding. You need the blood flow to make that. It would make sense to make that go up down there. Yeah, well, I've heard. I've, I've uh, blood flow. I've heard about that. Stuff. Yeah, guys care about that. That's yeah, masculine. apparently so. All right, another one. Um, men, in particular, have been known to consume up to 300 calories more when on a date, and it kind of comes back to the same reason. They, really? They, yeah, they feel like they need to order like like a big steak, testosterone. Do you ever get that, Jake? I get the nervous eating where I'm just like, I, if I don't know what to say, I just keep eating. So, so really? I don't have to talk. Just, you know. Aww. But I don't get nervous often. I'm a, I'm a pimp. I'm a pimp, right. Yeah. A pimp, yeah. Well, like, they feel like they should order a steak, like a manly man thing to eat. Yeah, that makes And they sense. feel kind of wussy ordering a salad. 
so, I mean, I, men in L.A. I think are a little bit different, but I would definitely say a guy in, like, Oklahoma is probably going to feel like, you Give know. Give me a beer and a burger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, it's so, so uh, here's a little tip. Try sharing an entree with your date and adding a salad because there's something sensual about sharing a meal. Oh, in, coming from you. Coming from you who gets angry with sharing the food. No, I don't like to share food. I am like a prison bitch. I, I know don't you touch are. touch my food. Your arm goes around. I'm an around only it. child. That's I right. like. I don't like to share. God, you gave us a rash when we were on tour. Because you would never <laughs> order food. You know what they would do? They would never order. And I would always make sure that I had food. And then you know what they'd do? They would look at me and lick their chops. <laughs> Like begging street dogs, and I and I would end up having to dole out. So you know, I would order like three things because I would know that Heidi, oh no, baby, I'm not hungry. And then it would look at me, and then McManus would look at me, and then Giancarlo, what you got there? It used to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what? It, nothing upsets me more than when you say to somebody, "Hey, would you like some?" And they say yes. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> no. No, it's a rhetorical question. Oh, all no, right. I don't share either. I don't like to share. Oh, piss off. I mean, if I offer Order your own cake when you're with your boyfriend, do you would you want to have a say, oh, let's share this lovely we, entree? But if we agree in advance, but we are both non sharers. Yeah, don't touch my food. I'm getting this. If this is what you want, Get this, you can order the same thing. Like you know, people get weird. Like oh, if you're getting that, I don't want to get that. Oh, Multiple I hate times. That. <laughs> we always order the same thing oh. because I, that's what I want. I don't want yeah, you to eat the I whole want thing. You're eating mine. Well, then now you're telling. But now you're telling in this this man segment. That's to, it's a date. It's oh, not it's a, a date. ongoing okay. relationship. Right. That's right. Autumn's in a relationship. Don't touch my dating. things. You know what's even worse? You know what's the worst thing about being a homo? Let me tell you. She wears all my clothes and ruins them. Pisses me off. It pisses me off. I'll pull out a perfectly good shirt and I look at it and it's got some sort of Phoenix booger snot spit kid marker. Lube all oil. Let me tell you, for all my sisters out there, I would love a little help because here's my question. And when I say my sisters, I mean my, my, sisters. my sisters, right? So... With people who are black or African-American, you, you have to constantly, like, you don't want them to get ashy. Because, like, when their skin gets dry, it looks ashy. They get, like, white okay. and their skin looks really dry. It's like, dear God, please oil that baby. So, I, you think I'm joking. I, I get terrified. Like, when, if we're out somewhere and Lou's come from a long day of school, like, I now have lotion in my backpack. But I would spit shine that kid if I saw, like, a sister coming down the street and she had, like, ashy legs. I'm like, Pfft. And I start running. I was like, oh God. Oh my God. Because you look truly negligent, like an, like an ignorant, you know, cracker. When the, anyway, so now I oil Luball in the mornings and at night after her bath. So it's like before we get ready to go to school, yeah. I oil her up, oil up her little scalp, spray down her braids, oil up her little body. And if you lose lo- use lotion, it does, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. Within five minutes, she's ashy all over again. And then at night before bed, I, oil, I she gets out of her bath, I oil her up. And it's so cute now because she thinks that if she oils me, I'll become black. <laughs> because she's like, she's like, why are you oiling? I go, because see, baby, you get all white and you get ashy. And I always tell her how beautiful her skin is and how I wish I, you know, how I show her like my sun damage and like I wish I had black skin. So now she oils me when I get out of the shower. She goes, I just keep oiling, mama. One day you'll be black. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, sweetie. I've been Aww. trying for 40 years. <laughs> it's still white. Aww. But so anyway... 
I oil her up, but then like she runs around the house and oil gets on every. My clothes are all stained, like the pillows are all stained because she's. I grease her up, so her jammies are all stained. So I'd love any if there are tips. Please, please to... don't be mad at me. I'm humbling myself and saying to you, if there are tips here, I'd like to know them. All right, all right, ready, moving on. Alone, <laughs> back to the back to the man eating. Yeah, my man eating segment. <laughs> Alone watching TV, people can eat. Ying. Up to seventy-one percent more. That totally because you're not concentrating yeah, this, on the food. No, you're not. You're just shoveling it in. Yeah. And do you know how many moms will say to me like, "Oh my God, the only way I can get my toddler to eat is to put the TV on." Like, I know it's a terrible thing to say. Heidi's even said it to me about Phoenix. And I was like, babe, we got to, you know, and I'll, I'll, I just started playing games with him to get him to eat. So like now I'll like joke around with him, like, uh, that I'm going to eat his food. So like, we'll play a game, like the race to the bite. So I can kind of get him to get his food in. Cause like, if he won't eat his dinner, then he's up all night long cause he's hungry. So it's like, oh. you're like, dear God, please eat your dinner. Um, but that, yeah, when they watch TV, man, it's incredible. They just mindlessly shovel. The kids have no concept of like when they're full. Well, and and in, when you're watching a game, you're not concentrating no. on your food. I'll tell you, Phoenix wants eat, and I kept thinking, God, it seems like he's eating a lot. God, he seems like he's eating. And he poor little guy puked everywhere because he ate so much. Oh, and that's when I was like, okay, no more with the TV on, no more. So, um, so obviously, you know the general rule of thumb: don't eat in front of the TV. Yep. Don't eat while watch. Eat then watch your then show. Watch. Uh, okay, ready? Another one that seems to be a problem are family meals. Uh, and again, men. Uh, who have these who have their family dinners have been able to consume 35% less when the food is not on the table because it makes them go seconds and thirds. So serve themselves and like sit down and and, and oh tell, don't put the don't serving. put the food on the table. Yeah, like the bowl of mac and cheese or the bowl of spaghetti or the bowl of whatever of the food you prepare because it makes you continue to go back. Huh? Or it it facilitates. Of course it does. You're yeah. continuing yeah. to go back. Uh, and another one, social events. Um, and again, this is so funny because we as women like feel like in public we should eat like lightly and delicately. But and here's one. Ready? Listen to this. In a study from the University of Scranton, participants were asked to rate characteristics of people who ate either pie or oatmeal for breakfast. The pie eaters were perceived as more humorous and less boring. Men. That was our perception. Showing more self-control than others, even if it's just making healthy food choices, can increase chances of relationship conflict. And that's my theory. Sometimes when people, it, it brings out grumpiness. It, well, and it threatens other people. Right. So, so what it, what the suggestion is here is to compliment the food and talk about how great everything looks, especially like if you're a people pleaser. Um, so you don't end up eating more than you normally would, or you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you have to eat the bad things, compliment the food, talk about how great everything looks and fill your simultaneously fill your plate with the healthiest options. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> no, that was, that was pretty snappy. I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's been your snappiest, but it was pretty snappy. It had some definite... Yeah. All right. <laughs> so sample boxes have become the hottest thing lately. And a sample box is, let's say you get a sample box for your dog and you get cool dog toys and dog treats or a makeup sample box and you get all different kinds of products. Well, Bulu Box 
is a health box. And you get all kinds of healthy snacks and supplements that you can try and see if you like it. It's the bomb. And here's the deal. For every $10 box that you get, you can get $10 back in reward points. So that means you get $10 to spend towards full-size purchases of your newfound healthy products. It's a killer service. I absolutely love it. And I discover new things in my little box that I love every month, whether it's new protein powders or natural supplements for hair, nails, and skin. You name it, they've got it in there. Bulu Box is offering you a chance to get your first box absolutely free. All you've got to do is enter the promo code, which is my name, Jillian, J-I-L-L-I-A-N, and you just go to bulubox.com, and that's B-U-L-U-B-O-X dot C-O-M. You click on the microphone in the top left corner, and you enter the promo code, my name, Jillian. That's all you got to do. So here's to you discovering a healthier you. You know that I, I was going through this phase... Yes. Where I was working out really hard. Oh, you mean before? No. I Well, lately, right? I was working oh, out oh, with the ass man. Yes. And then, so here's what happened. So I was going to the gym and I was just like dreading it per usual. And uh, all of a sudden, it's not actually all of a sudden, but I, I was like, why is this not getting easier? Do you know what I mean? Like I kept expecting myself... To not find it so grueling. Oh, okay, yeah. And not only for a little while, like I was getting faster on the treadmill, I was being able to do more reps, I was getting stronger, but it got to a point where I was like, oh my God, like I've done this before, why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as I was kind of thinking that through, I realized that I wasn't applying my own knowledge to my own workouts. <laughs> right. I was overtraining. And I was piecing my workouts together because it's really hard for me to sort of push myself. So I like to take a class. I like to work with a trainer. And so like once or maybe twice a week, I would work out with Dan, a.k.a. the ass man. And then, you know, I might work out with Kenta, um, who who's on my DVDs, uh, Kenta Seiki, who uh, I might work out with Kenta. And we would do a whole different kind of workout once or twice. And then I might take a spin class or I might do a yoga class. And I realized that I there were times when I was doing legs like four times a week. And I I know better than that. Right. Plus, I was also in a situation where not only was I not periodizing my workouts or breaking them down like, okay, I'm going to do this muscle group and then allow it to rest for a couple of days. But on top of that, it just kept going up with regard to intensity and resistance. Okay. So, you know, I would hit the squat rack and I don't I hate working out with weights. I really don't like it. I like body weights and like light free weights and... Dan's really into weights, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, once or twice a week, it's good for my bone density, blah, blah, blah. And I got to this point where I'm like, I'm squatting like 85 pounds, which a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, that's nothing. But I, I don't like it. I prefer, I would rather do jump it's squats. It's not, and, and by the way, it's not nothing. But, I'd, I'd yeah. rather be doing jump squats, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't stand it. And it was also the super set. It was like, it was like, okay, you know, 20, uh, 20 reps of 85-pound squats with, an, you know, box jumps to failure into pull-ups into pistol squats. And I just was like, I want to be dead right now. I'm so unhappy. And I was like, it's just not getting easier. And I realized it's like, I was training too hard. Mm -hmm. I was just flat out training too hard. And we were never, and I looked at Dan and I was like, dude, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Like it's too much. I, we need, 
we need to like I need a week where we kind of go backwards a little bit, you know, where it's like we do 15 reps and 60 pounds instead of 23 sets of or four sets of 20 reps and 85 pounds superset with box jumps and this and that. And I, I guess I wanted to really touch upon the concept of overtraining one more time when too much is too much. You know, what's interesting is how often that was asked about on tour. Really? People overtrain. Yeah. Like just oh. that, that. You know, am I, am I, they would list this list of things they're doing and go, why am I so tired? Why can't I? And it's like, well, look what you're doing. Yeah, and you're overdoing it. You're overdoing it. You're overdoing it. it. Yeah. And so I wanted to go over, again, this is, we've touched upon this stuff um, periodically throughout uh, the very long time that we've been doing this <laughs> show. Uh, but here are some things you need to look out for, man. If you're getting sick all the time, mm. if you're fatigued. If you're noticing a decrease in your performance at the gym and wondering what the heck's going on, um, if you're getting uh, injuries, if you're going uh, overuse injuries, if you've hurt your shoulder, God help you if you get a stress fracture, we really don't want that. If your heart rate during training, if you can't get it up, Oh, can't elevate dear, your heart rate. Look I know. You, just you can't said. elevate. If you can't elevate your heart rate, that's a different segment. I know. I know. If you can't elevate. Your heart rate yeah, yeah. while you're working out. And if while you're resting, your heart rate is elevated. If your legs feel oh. like cement. If you're feeling puffy or uh, a little bit bloated. All signs of overtraining. Wow. And quite honestly, if you're working out more than five hours a week, you're overdoing it. If you're a professional athlete, that's one thing. And then, of course, you're supplementing and you're eating all of this food to help stabilize what you're doing in the gym. But even still, if you're training for even marathon runners, like they only have a couple really long runs, you know, the 13 mile run. And then there's one, I think there's one other crazy run before you get to the marathon. Like you shouldn't be running over an hour a day. Like you just shouldn't. So the key is no, no more than five hours a week. I mean, there are people that go six. There are people that do 90-minute workouts, two-hour workouts. It's too much. It's not necessary. And quite honestly, if you're doing that, you're not training the right way. You should be donezo, dead meister. Or within the tra- 45 minutes to an hour, you should be finito. Or the trainings become a different psyche than than absolutely than what yeah you know what I'm saying. I'm you're addicted kind of, to it. Yeah, you're addicted to it. Yeah. And you know, th- there's a friend that I have that is absolutely addicted to exercise. Really? Yeah. Honestly, truthfully, I think Bob is, he's addicted. Like he goes to CrossFit twice a day and spin. Like he, he will work out three times a day. He is, it's his, by the way, I mean, it's a healthier addiction, obviously than other things, but yeah. And also if you are, if you're exercising so compulsively that like you're uncomfortable taking a rest day, yeah. I mean, yeah. Whoa. You know, it, it's like something off there, man. And if you're like compulsively obsessed and preoccupied with how many calories you're burning throughout the day or you're 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 never exercising for fun. Um it's just if you're choosing exercise instead of going to social activities and 
there's a point. You know what I mean? Not to say that I was doing that. I definitely don't have an exercise addiction. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> what willpower? <laughs> um, but I, but I definitely was overtraining my body, and I, I had to take. I was like, I gotta take a week, man, and slow my roll here. And then when I went back to the gym, my performance was better. Yeah. Because the body sometimes just needs a little rest. Isn't it interesting how it can shift into and becoming, I don't know what that disorder is. Is it, you know, is there such a thing called compulsive? I mean, is it a disorder? I don't know. They, they call but, it, this is such a strange name, but they'll call it like exercise bulimia. That's what it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. Exercise bulimia generally I think is when people like binge on food and then exercise compulsively. Um, exercise addiction. It's compulsive exercise. Like there are different aspects of it. So like exercise bulimia is when you, you basically binge and purge it all with excessive crazy exercise. And then compulsive exercise is, is when you, uh, you just, you exercise like all the things I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing yeah. Over, like it, it's, and we've had people that have called in about their exercise addictions on the show, um, which is, which is a deeper sort of thing. And I, I would say, yes, it's a better, it's absolutely a better addiction than alcohol, food, compulsive mm. overspending. But if it's starting to take a significant toll on your health, you got to, you got to deal with that, man. If or you're when going you can't... more than five, six hours a week, too much. Yeah. Or when you can't enjoy a meal without thinking, you're absolutely right. And, in, in, you know, in my, in my dance days when, you know, well, I remember days. in my dance days, oh. you know, we'd be, we would feel, you know, you go out and have beer and nachos and just go, and you just, all you think about is how you got to get that off. You know, you enjoy it, but you don't really enjoy it because all you're thinking about is, oh, oh God, what, yeah, that, yeah. that that um, remorse. You get this remorse about eating it because you know how hard you got to work to get it off. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah. So just, hey. that's all. Just a word to the wise. If you're noticing any of those physical symptoms of overtraining, dial it back, man. You're, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to periodize your training when you're working out hard. You go up, 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 up for like six weeks and then back two weeks to where you were at four weeks ago. And then up, 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 up for six weeks and then back two weeks. So it's like six steps forward, two steps back. Gotcha. That's, yeah. And if you're noticing the signs of like exercise addiction, uh, you might want to get a little help with that. I want to look at what's... what's, Find out what's really going on. What's really going on. That's right. Right. Get some psychoanalysis. (laughs) As my mom would say. That's right. Okay. We'll be right back. All right, the love doctor has an email question. Oh. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared? Do you need to do anything? <clears throat> Let me hydrate, please. <laughs> okay, while you're <laughs> while you're Don't apparently hydrating. <laughs> it's <laughs> it sounds like you're drinking beer. Oh, I wish. <sighs> Okay, yeah. Dana writes, I struggle terribly with dating. How mm. can I make it not so awkward and uncomfortable? Oh, See? poor little buddy. See, I understand, Dana. Don't we know it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gosh, you know what? I think I think dating is hard for everybody, um, especially, oh, God, especially if it's a blind date. That's really uncomfortable. Yeah, true. And uh, even if it's not, even if it's like you met someone and then they ask you out and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, now what? And it's tense. I think we feel a ton of pressure 
to be on or to meet somebody's expectations to perform or, or I know some of us do and it's uncomfortable we're like oh my god what if we can't make conversation what if what if what if right and I would say the first thing to do is to really go into this with an open mind try to release your expectations and your perception of their expectations mm, I, point. I think when you go into a date it's like you look your best you put on your best outfit your best front your best a game your best conversation your best foot forward and while I don't want you to go in there and blow the whole thing up I mean you don't want to seem like you don't care for goodness sake but don't pretend to be someone you're not and I think a lot of us do yeah you know we we feel like we have to say the right thing do the right thing be the right way and at the end of the day if this works out with this person they're gonna end up finding figuring out who you are anyway so they're either gonna love you for who you are or you're going to get down the road and they're going to go, oh, my God, no, I'm not interested. And you're going to have to deal with it then later, which is worse. Right. So my thing is always be yourself. Truly, don't be someone you're not. And also, don't bring your previous dating history to the table. It's not fair. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to the other person. How do you mean? How do you mean? Gosh, like if you've always been cheated on. And oh, then you go in and oh. you're like, you, you have, you're jaded, you're bitter, you're not really open, you have preconceived notions. And I remember I posted something once and it said like, don't let the person that broke your heart, like keep you from the person that will cherish you or something to that effect. Oh, interesting. And, or keep, you know, even if they break your heart, like something to that, something about like, oh, get over it and have an open mind and always stay open. And people were like, no, thank you. Like in the comments, no, thank you. No way. After being cheated on five times, I'm never going through this again. And I, you know, you want to reach out through the comments and be like, hey, girl, maybe it's you. Yeah, maybe yeah. you've been attracting people who are cheating on you. It's it's not everybody's going to cheat on you, dude. It's It's you. It's who you're attracting and what you're playing out. It's the way you are abusing you. And another thing that makes me so sad is that if you do have a bad experience and somebody cheats on you or somebody hurts you or somebody lies to you, it happens. But are you really going to let that individual keep you from happiness? Are you? Don't try to leave your baggage at the door. Start fresh. Give it a clean slate. Don't go in with any history that's tainting your approach. Right. You know what I mean, Manis? I do. And don't alter what you want. I think a lot of women are afraid to be honest. Um, I don't find men so much are that way. Or maybe guys, like, don't lie. If you don't want to get married, say, I'm not I'm not looking to get married right now. If you do want to be married, say, I, I'm looking to find the, the one. It's not to say it's you. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, hey, I need to get married right away and I want to have a baby by next month. No. But if you are looking to get married to have a baby, like... Don't hide it. Don't lie about it. I suppose. I, yeah, I guess you don't. Sometimes there's things you don't want to say right out front, but you're right because if it comes up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. I yeah. would just say, you know, yeah, I'd like to find the right person. I'd like to have kids if the right person comes along. Not, hey, I'm looking to have kids. Where are you at? Not that. You know what I mean? You don't oh, want to do that. Get a yeah, that's gnarly. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to do that, but be transparent about where you're at. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes. I would say also, if you're really struggling, like, oh, my God, I don't know what to talk about. I don't this. I don't that. 
Find out who the other person is. Ask them about their, themselves. Yeah, like when I Googled the woman that I was on, went on that date with and thought she was a... Um, what was she, a, a goat herder? What did you think she was? Um, um, she kept pigs um, or... What did you think? A mule sanctuary. A mule sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, always but she doing, didn't. She didn't. It was the wrong person. So maybe don't Google Maybe them. not. Yeah, maybe not. Do your research, but don't Google because there's many people with the same name. Yeah. Just a word of warning. Yeah. And don't play games. I think that also is so hard. I found that any relationship that works is straightforward. You know, like Heidi and I started dating and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to call her tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or I'll respond to that text in three hours. Or let me say this in such a way that's kind of vague. Yeah, the games. Yeah, I went out with someone who loved the being chased. I hate not, that. Love the, no, love the, no, not not being. Yeah, like her friend told me, oh, don't do that, don't do that with her because that's not what she likes. She likes to, how do you want not chased? She wanted you to be cold. Yeah, more cold. And no. it was just so not me. It was just, and no. I just was like, well, and I tried. And all I did was it just, I hated myself. I'm sure. Hated myself. Yeah. Like, be, don't listen to their friends. Be you. Like, my my friend Andy, like, when she met her fiancé, you know Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when, when she met her fiancé, they just, it was like, game on. I like you. I like you, too. And they were in the right place. You know, my friend Christy, same thing. She met this guy. And there's been a series of idiots on both sides. You know, I've watched them both date idiots. I've dated idiots. Heidi's dated idiots. And I'm sure people think they, they I'm an idiot too. But the, the, the point is, when the right person, don't try to manipulate somebody. Or manipulate like, oh, Get the... them to like you by being unavailable. Don't. Just. So you never, you never second guessed yourself like, oh, should I call? Is it too soon to call? No. It... If I wanted to call, I did. And if the person was a game player, I was over it over it but remember i had a seven-year relationship with an alcoholic cheater game playing liar and oh man the minute i would see get a whiff of any of that i would go running <laughs> oh my god my little ass Woo-wee! would you see that i was a smoke trail bye-bye where did you go jillian you went a running <laughs> yeah a running away Forrest Gump. Your body loud. Uh, running. Uh, running. A bye bye. Say Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> With the games, man. No. Not hot. And, you yeah. know, especially in LA, people do that so much. I mean, it's just like the hot, cold. Bleh, I can't I, but stand I guess it. That, but there's such a fear of being eager. Do you not think? Is a fear I don't of... think it's eager. I think it's genuine. And if it's reciprocated, then it works. And if it isn't, yeah. it isn't. You know what but, I mean? but isn't everybody kind of like when it's reciprocated, it's like, you know, because all you want to do is just you just can't get enough of each other at the beginning. Yeah. You know? But then like, there's those that are like, oh, well, if I'm cold or hard to get, you know, it's just like, that's not. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? I don't know. Don't play games. Be yourself. And if it's like, oh, I, you know, I called and he didn't like me. So is that the person you want to date then? Like a friend of mine, Allison, was was uh, going through something and dating someone and the same thing. Oh, sh- this person likes to be chased. And I was like, Al, really? Blech. 
Yeah, what is that Ew. strange dance? I mean, I know it's a dance that people it do, is a but dance. It, but is that how you want to have your relationship? Yeah, a dance. Really? Don't you just want transparency? My shrink that fell asleep that. on me while I was talking Stop to her. Stop it. Yes, she did. Stop it. Yes. Clearly wasn't a psychoanalyst. No. She was, I was telling her my story. Psychoanalytic she psychotherapist. Always, she would always sit with a big uh, yellow legal pad, you know, the big long legal pads, not the short ones. She needed a journal. Yeah. She And she'd sit, and all of a sudden I was telling my, so, my saga, my sad, sad story of life. And all of a sudden I saw the pan just go <laughs> down oh. the yellow legal pad and she had fallen asleep what'd you do i just kept talking <laughs> really because i was so embarrassed that she fell asleep on me but anyway she was the shrink that told me to get this book called the dance that's something about the dance and how you know couples she the one that told into- you to have one night stands too did someone tell me to have one night? no oh that was God. the other one how did you forget that she said you just need touch janice just go out and sleep oh. with someone <laughs> I was like, this is no, never going to work. Same it's good advice, but it's never going to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, I'm excited no, to see this uh, It's down. Janice Ungaro. You need another massage, please. Yeah. <laughs> I book so many massages. Just touch me. Yeah. Not those kind of massages. Creepy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> Creepy. Oh, no. oh, God, no. No, okay. Anyway, the, anyway. Yeah, the dance. The dance. Start running Oh, autumn. God. <laughs> Quick and start. I'm just saying, sometimes if you're not, if you long for, <laughs> you know what, God, I'm just going to shut up right now. Huh? Something to stick in my mouth. Okay. Can, oh, God. No, uh, I just, okay. Now, can, oh, I missed. Do you have any more, any more comments for Dana about being shy and awkward? I've just <laughs> ruined this. No. Nah. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry ruined it well you creeped it out i got kind of creepy about booking too many massages it was skeevy yeah i know well maybe this is something you shouldn't share on a date or ever what did i book too many massages mm-hmm. oh. you just told me to be transparent yeah but not when you're <laughs> gross like that <laughs> no one they don't ever need to know there are things you can keep to yourself are there Really? That, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Ooh, I got flop sweat now. Whenever I say something that I know I shouldn't have, mm. I get this weird mm. heat. Oh, I'm maybe I'm having a hot flash. Okay. okay. Well, we'll see you. See you next week. <laughs> oh my God.
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.